11 minutes it is before 8 p.m. We continue with that story coming out of Guazul uh, uh, Natal and uh, out in the Mtlatuza municipal area. Uh, tensions are reaching a boiling point over the last while out in Richards Bay as log jams caused by thousands of trucks trying to get uh, coal products to the ports. Uh, yeah, resulted in armed groups, as uh, we were saying earlier on, uh, re- taking matters into their own hands and resolving matters. And of course, exporters rushing to take advantage of a favorable thermal coal prices and an ongoing energy crisis out in Europe. To tell us a bit more about, uh, I guess, what happened and uh, yeah, the challenges that this is throwing up to local authorities in that neck of the woods. I'm joined uh, on the line by Ngosenya Zulu, city manager out at Umtlatuze Municipality. Makeba, asguamgele, Bob. Good evening, Mr. Fawe, and good evening to your listeners. I hope you are well, my brother. I'm very, very well, my brother. Thank you very much for asking. Thank you very much. Uh, Ngosenya, just for the uh, benefit of some of our listeners who might not be aware uh, of why the areas of Mpangini and Richards Bay... Uh, would be attracting this kind of traffic by trucks who are trying to get their products out into Europe primarily. Uh, what is it that is there in that part of the world that allows for that? No, thank you very much. I, I think um, in my response to that, there will be uh, secondary information as well as primary information in that, uh, you know, one has become... Uh, an, an expert of a short period of time, okay. uh, whereas whereas to be the issue of trading in commodities uh, as well as processing commodities mm. uh, is not a core mandate of a municipality, as you know. However, as you rightly pointed out in your introduction, that um, uh, there is this rush to take advantage, uh, particularly of the uh, uh, coal prices internationally. But it has to be said that uh, the, the pro- we started experiencing the problem uh, when the, um, the West, uh, so to say, imposed uh, sanctions against uh, Russia, you know, uh, when the uh, Russian-Ukraine uh, war started. That is when there was a multiplication of heavy vehicles on the road. However, just to take it a bit, uh, a bit back, uh, originally, uh, we never used to have a problem uh, because the issue of transportation of commodities from the mines uh, all over the country uh, to the ports is, is mainly uh, performed uh, through locomotives uh, using the rail network that the country has. However, uh, we are informed by Transnet um that rail is now dilapidated, uh, particularly uh, through uh, theft as well as a buggery of uh, items, you know, that uh, have become lucrative uh, to the criminals. And again, there is a shortage of locomotives in the country. That is why uh, over a short period of time there has been such a huge upswing in terms of the number of heavy vehicles uh, on our roads, you know, leading to uh, uh, frequent congestions, uh, which have necessitated, you know, that as the city we take very, very uh, stringent, invasive actions so that we try to uh, mediate uh, the, the plight of the communities that we serve. Mm. So, so in a way, I mean, I guess the other question, Mark, is um, 
is this the first time that there has been this massive surge of, you know, road freight trying to get to the coal terminal there in Richards Bay? Is this the first time you've experienced this kind of thing? And if not, uh, how would you have handled this in the past? Well, let me just uh, put it this way. Even, even a child can see that there is a problem in our country. Uh, you know, as, as the city we are, we are faced with a problem uh, which is not of our own making. While we, we share a common responsibility with other spheres of government to ensure that, obviously, uh, the processing of whatever programs uh, are there that are driven by government to ensure that we encourage uh, the growth of our economy as a country. As you know, as you all know, that uh, the rent is aiming currently. Mm. So every little bit helps. And as fears of government, we have a responsibility to ensure that we support all programs, uh, you know, of uh, securing growth for, mm. for, for our rent. No, no, I'm coming mm. to it. <laughs> now, now, obviously, if you're asking if this is the first time mm. that we are having this problem, Indeed, it is the first time. It, uh, I mean, the congestion that we are experiencing ca- currently is the first of its kind. Okay, sure. So you've never seen something like this? Uh, basically, what has happened is that prior to last week, uh, when we had, uh, you know, the, the, I, I, I overheard you when you introduced the, 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 the program, mm. you spoke of... Uh, uh, business forums taking matters into their own. Yes, I wanted to ask you that, but maybe go and, and tell us a bit more about how that happened. Yeah, mm. just 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 to get to that, so that at least your your, your viewers have a good perspective. On sure. average, on average, uh, we are processing plus minus between a thousand to a thousand two hundred trucks per day. However, what happened last week uh, was that. There was a, a, a state visit by the state president in his capacity uh, as uh, commander in chief in chief of, of the army, because we, we happened to to have uh, the army that uh, picked our city uh, to commemorate uh, an annual international uh, military day, where they would visit a city and stay for a period of uh, uh, close to a month. Now, what happened is that we are informed by transmit officials that they received directives that they had to suspend operations. Now, now that meant that the processing of the trucks had to, had to be stopped for that particular moment, uh, which then, uh, you know, multiplied the, pro- the problem uh, that we are dealing with as a city. Because as it is, as it is you know, and under normal day, our traffic officers have to, you know, work around the clock, thereby, you know, um, accumulating overtime that we did not budget for. But but we are forced, you know, to 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 ensure that we mitigate the situation at the very least by ensuring that there is adequate policing on the road. So um, it is a problem that does not only affect the city; it affects the city. Uh, it affects Sandran. Because we are forced to prevent the trucks from accessing our area. Mm. Because if they access our area anyhow, then there is no normalcy. What you'd find is that the normal, normal uh, motorists are disturbed because the 
trucks uh, come in their numbers and they just park anyhow, thereby disturbing you know the, the normal life uh, of, of citizens as, as well as trading by other businesses. But what we have been doing over uh, a few months is that we're engaging with all, all stakeholders you know, to try and ensure that we, we get a solution. What happened la- last week was the first of its kind, as I've indicated, uh, that uh, there was an instruction that was received uh, by Transnet to, to, to ease up on, on their operations. Operations meaning that our, our, our traffic officers would stop the trucks on the N2. Mind you, I'm talking about plus minus 8,000 trucks. Mm. Now, now they will be stopped on the N2 so that they do not access uh, the main road uh, called John Ross Highway, which leads to the port. Until until the port indicates that 100 trucks can be released or 50 trucks can be released or whatever the number, mm. because their, their parking space is limited inside the port. Yeah. So what we are doing as the city is normally uh, is, is to just wait for them to, 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 to make a call-up of a particular number of trucks and then would release those trucks. However, what happened last week, when they, they stopped the operations, the number multiplied such mm. that the, the N2 was blocked. The N2 to Swaziland and Durban was completely blocked. Both directions were, were blocked by the trucks because we had been in the region of about 3,000 trucks mm. easily. So then, uh, because, uh, you know, as fears of government, uh, both uh, uh, as uh, uh, the local municipality, because, I mean, we are not geared to deal with situations sure, like that. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. And, and now, the Department of Transport, as you know, that we, we are not allowed to to perform policing on a national road. Mm. That was the responsibility of the Department of Transport. Now, as government on the day, I can say that uh, we failed. That is why uh, the the business forums uh, then took it upon themselves mm. you know, to, to commandeer the trucks to a particular unused mm. light craft well, uh, airfield. City Manager, when you analyze it now, I mean, Makeba, and you try and look at, I guess, the anatomy of the failure uh, on that day, um, and as I would imagine you would have done so numerous times after what we saw mm. the business forums doing, what do you think, aside from the issues you've raised around intergovernmental relations and, you know, proper communication, coordination and alignment between yourselves, where else might the failure have emerged from? Because it's quite clear that in this instance, you know, uh, what do they say? Um, you know, even the one-eyed man among the blind, you know, I guess is a leader among the blind or something like that. There's a, there's a term like that. In this instance where it was a chaotic situation, um, you know, I guess you ended up having a very informal solution to this problem. If if one were to anticipate this in future, that there might be a situation where, you know, the demand on that coal terminal or even that entire export infrastructure might surpass anything we've ever seen and our rail doesn't respond, how would you as, the, as uh, you know, the, uh, uh, a city act differently? And how would you expect, I guess, the other spheres of government, including SOCs like Transnet, to act, you know, you know, un- unfortunately, as you say, this is an intergovernmental uh, relations problem. Mm. But, but particularly, and uh, we need to call it as it is. It's a failure by national government to deal with, with, with this problem because, I mean, we have a we have a choice as as the city. It's either we allow the trucks to overrun our area, 
thereby bringing our economy to to, to a halt, uh, bringing uh, the normal daily activities of of business as well as citizens to a halt, or we stop them at the end too. I can say that should the same thing happen in future, whereby trucks are not going to be called to offload, the same problem would happen. There's no reason why it cannot happen. A long-term solution is that government looks at the issue of resuscitating the rail network, as well as look at the issue of resuscitating the necessary locomotives that over many years, since the beginning of time, have been conveying these goods from the mines to the port. That is a solution. Because the other, the other problem that we have, the other long-term problem that is creeping, that is creeping as, as these trucks you know, travel these roads, is that our roads, both national roads as well as uh, municipal roads, were not built for the number of trucks that traverse these roads as it is currently. And the, funny, the, 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 the most uh, unfortunate part of it is that as a municipality, we do not realize any, 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 any revenue out of this. The only thing that we do is to process the trucks from the mines mm. to the port without realizing any revenue. So, so you're saying in this case you're being given a task which indirectly amounts to an unfunded mandate. You're having to spend your time, the resources of your personnel, and even money trying to deal with a crisis for which you have no real tools to deal with. Absolutely. And, and we've, we've, we've linked backwards to accommodate the port. We understand that there are limitations in terms of availability of you know, uh, parking bays. Uh, where offloading can take place, was made available in about 30 hectares of land just behind the, the port mm. uh, for the port to utilize as well so that they can add you know, their capacity to process these trucks as speedily as they can. However, again, in that regard as well, we have to contend with uh, uh, matters such as environmental impact assessment, mm. you know, which means that province is required to step in and ensure that there is speedy facil- a speedy facilitation, you know, of releasing these uh, uh, environmental... And, uh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Makeba, yeah. are you suggesting to me, with the crisis that is apparent, triggered, of course, by the failures of Transnet Freight Rail, that your action to try and ameliorate the situation by releasing a land parcel is held up by an environmental impact assessment approval? That's the situation. That's the situation. It's not just that, you know, we've, we've been to court uh, as a municipality because, you know, with this uh, rush of trucks coming into the area, you have land parcels that are not zoned for stockpiling of coal mm-hmm. now being used uh, mm-hmm. uh, to stockpile coal. So we've had to, for example, there's a, a, a dealership of BMW right next door. There's uh, stockpiling of coal because uh, that is where uh, people would, would generate income easier just by making available uh, pockets of land. So we have to contend with uh, uh, such matters. As you know that uh, uh, court processes are very, very expensive. Mm. So as a municipality, we are honestly uh, caught uh, at a crossfire. We honestly call upon government you know, mm. to, to deal with the issue of resuscitation of the rail network mm. so that, so that the, the number of trucks that, that you know, have to deliver commodities, because it's not just coal. There are other commodities as well that yeah. come from mines, for, for example, uh, mines that deal with iron and so on and so on, 
as, as long as the other commodities, mm. commodities that, that, that do deliver commodities to the port. So we call upon government to focus on the issue of uh, uh, ensuring that uh, 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 rail as well as locomotives are resuscitated mm. so that there could be a reduction uh, of these trucks because these trucks are damaging our roads. At a long, at a long run, we are going to find ourselves without roads because the, our roads are just not made for, for what they are carrying currently. And, and, and I guess, to what degree is this creating also particular social tensions? I mean, uh, all the way in Pangi, in Eskawin, and uh, just in Richards Bay, I would think, just in that area, because it, it, it probably affects just the rhythm of that entire area. Uh, and to what degree is it true that, you know, uh, as some reports are suggesting, that the community had also started to sort of arrive at a resolution to now burn these trucks? It is. That is true. You can't blame them. Because you must understand that, uh, and, and you know, as a country, we, we are suffering because of uh, the high rates of unemployment. So if there is, there is a situation whereby there is inconvenience that is experienced by people who do not have uh, a job, they are not uh, participating in any form of economic activity. And now, all of a sudden, they can't even use their roads freely just because of the trucks. And when they speak to us as a municipality, they're saying, look, you can't pass a pilot, for example, that says these trucks are forbidden from uh, 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 processing the port through our roads because that will mean that we are stopping the economy. Now, obviously, the people will become very, very aggressive and, and think that the, the, best way to, the best thing to do is, is to ban the trucks. But, but to a certain extent, the last week, uh, uh, situation as you outlined it at the beginning has somewhat subsided. What we are seeing uh, as a municipality is that we fail on the side of transport you know, to deal with the problem. Even the numbers of trucks that are called in to offload at any given moment uh, uh, are not enough you know, to, to, uh, to ensure that at least they speed the processing of these trucks so that they exit the area. Mm-hmm. That is why you find that you'd find that the, num- the numbers would, you know, uh, would keep on accumulating. And the other problem is that uh, there are private operators of terminals. There are two other terminals, one of which is operated by business and the other one is operated by another company. Now, if you're talking to Transnet, you're not solving a problem. You're solving part of the problem. There are other stakeholders mm. that uh, we conduct meetings with, with on an ongoing basis. Sure. Talking about stakeholders, I mean, just at the level of government, I mean, uh, you know, where ideally, here you have a problem, you are smack bang in the middle of it, you need rapid approvals, you need rapid action on the part of different actors from Sanral to Transnet to, you know, national and provincial law enforcement agencies, you know, surely this is this would be a lab case, a lab level experiment of how we can get coordination right. The problem that unfortunately our country is faced with mm. is that one of silo mentality. Uh, for example, I was saying to you last week on last week uh, Friday we had a meeting that was also attended by Sandra. Mm. Sandra was only talking about uh, the fact that. Uh, 
a national road is there for moving vehicles, not vehicles that are stationary. Therefore, they, these trucks are not allowed on a national road. You know? Now, obviously, what do you do? Do you, as a municipality, allow these trucks when they have no business, you know, uh, being parked anyhow, anywhere within your area? No, you stop them. You stop them there because... As a matter of fact, this is a national prog- problem, mm. which, 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 which started uh, the moment uh, government failed to, to ensure that the rail network is kept in an upbeat condition. Mm. And again, there is no intervention whatsoever. I mean, I was complaining the other day that the, the, the other, you know, congestion factors could be mitigated if the part of, of transport could, you know, deploy sufficient personnel in the vicinity so that policing of these trucks that park along the N2 is done sufficiently. Mm. Because the rush as well is to is to get there first, get to the port first, because drivers come to the area and they, they have to park, they have to remain on the N2, you know, uh, for days on end mm. before before they are assisted. Is this not and also are, an opportunity? Also human beings with families. Yeah. Yeah. Is this not an opportunity for yourselves? I mean, just to your point, uh, necessity always gives rise to, I guess, invention here. For all of these land parcels, I guess, in that area to function as a sort of leviable uh, potential, you know, halfway house, I don't know what they call it, like stopovers or truck, trying to do any truck, stay, truck stop or, or anything like that. Because I'm just thinking now, I mean, if you indeed you are faced with this kind of problem, you might want to make provision for it in anticipation, but also have some framework of being able to recover uh, all of the costs associated with your trouble and everything else that you're doing to try and uh, make sure that these trucks are off the roads. In fact, my brother, we don't have an option, really, because if we allow things to, to go on, uh, you know, unchecked without us, you know, realizing any form of revenue, so that we are able to, to, to repair the roads mm. and so on and so on, I mean, quite soon we'll have no roads whatsoever. It is for that reason that uh, as a city we have identified a, a piece of land mm. uh, and advertised the tender for it to become a truck staging okay. site okay. that will accommodate uh, about between 500 to 1,000 trucks at any sure. given moment. Sure. Now, obviously, a truck stop uh, is operated privately yes. uh, on behalf of a, a public entity. However, there, there will be some revenue that will be realized by the okay. municipality out of sure. that. Further, furthermore, uh, the, the pockets of land that we are availing uh, for private use so that at least there could be stockpiling so close to the port uh, just to engender a process whereby, you know, it's, it's very, very easy to, mm. to use conveyor belts, you know, to, to, to transport uh, the okay. coal uh, to okay. the port so that so that the port ha- the, the port has uh, bigger space, bigger uh, 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 you know bigger space, so that uh, they are able to process you know the, the trucks. They mm. can accommodate a larger number of trucks and so on and so on. We're not doing this free of charge, obviously. Mm. So we, we, we are expecting to to realize something out of it. And I instructed the land function department, which is the Department of Community Services, to put together a bylaw because uh, there has to be a permit in order for a truck to access our roads. So in other words, the the, the operators of trucks, in order for them uh, to, to, to pass through to the port, 
where we are coming up with a bylaw in terms of which they will pay at least at least once annually a renewable permit because mm-hmm. the other thing that that we, are, we have to contend with is that some of these trucks are not are not uh, roadworthy, so to say. So uh, obviously, uh, in order for us to have sufficient uh, uh, personnel, you know, to police them and ensure that everything is in order, uh, I mean, we need to we need to realize money to, to in order to pay salaries. Sure, Makab. We'll have to leave it here, my brother, for tonight in Yabonga for coming through and uh, speaking to us. Hey, it seems, yeah, yeah, you are in a situation there and we'll certainly follow it up very closely insofar as those bylaws and progress on uh, shifting the stockpiles and the places where some of these trucks can park. Uh, but a very difficult uh, uh, situation that you now find yourself in. Angbong and Dabizit. Thank you, my brother, and thank you to, to, to Metro FM for taking keen interest in our problem. Thank you very much. Uh, that day is Nkosenya uh, Zulu. They're speaking to us uh, from, yeah, from the city administration in that part of the world. Um, city manager out at Umshatuze municipality. What do you make of that one? Yo. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good evening, Aya and the family. Stand by here from Dobsonville. Uh, I just want to bring.